0: UPR, UPR, Rangers are on the up and up. UPR, UPR, now we're heading
1: for Hello and welcome to Open All Hours, the QPR Podcast. I am David Fraser. There's four of us um, chewing over QPR matters this evening. Um, alongside me is the co-founder of the podcast, and from Independent R's, Paul Finney. Good evening, David. Good evening, Paul. Back for more punishment are two two recent podcasters, people who've been on uh, not too long ago. First is uh, Joe Hilton. Evening, Evening, David. Evening. Um uh, and we also have Phil Spencer from Get West London good evening. with us. You all right. Yeah, very good. How are you? Yeah,
2: not too bad, not too bad at all.
1: Good, good. Giving us the view from what do they call it? The view from the press box or yeah, whatever they I'll call do, it. With yeah. That. Um okay, so there's a few things we need to tackle this evening. Not all of them going to be that much fun, but we'll see how we go. We we we've got a good interview lined up later. Um, we're due to speak to Clint Hill later in the show. He was due to join us a couple of weeks ago, but was not very well. He was uh, beset by flu, but he is, we are told, fully recovered and uh, on the phone for us a bit later. So we'll talk to him then. Um, last week, Paul, mm-hmm. your intro to the podcast, because you were on hosting duties last week, was all is something along the lines of all is wonderful. We've won two in a row. We had a lovely, easy home win on Saturday, as it mm. was, against mm. Bolton, mm. so we are going to have a, a brilliant half an hour. Now, a week is a long time in football. Mm. What you, We've lost twice it since. Was, it was, see, 45 minutes is a long time in
3: football at QPR. That, well, that'll teach me to be optimistic, wouldn't it? How are you feeling about this week's pod? Oh, over the freaking moon. Um... This week is the Pick the
1: Bones Out of That One podcast special. and good luck. we have to? We're going to have to say but something. Let's pick the bones off it, it for a few minutes and then sort of go on to picking the bones off other things. What, 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 what do you think about Saturday? Me? I yes. thought it was
3: horrendous, ridiculous, um, lack of passion. Um, it was sad to see Joel Lynch going off when I think he probably could have stayed on. I think that was more embarrassment than an injury and uh, do
1: you think
3: so I don't I, I can no. only I can only give my opinion and it, I, I just didn't think he was having it um, and I don't think some of the players are having a manager now I don't know why that is Freeman looks like he's completely lost the plot every five seconds we're shouting to people he's not putting players through enough he's way too hanging on to the ball too long and, and seems to be thinking he's playing by himself now he might not have much fear from people but he just seems to be arguing too much with with, um, with his with his colleagues and stuff and I just felt sorry for the two Smiths up front because I don't think they were getting any service at all and you know, you're know, you playing a team that hasn't scored that much from Forest who aren't that good. It's not like the old Forest teams with the likes of Clough up front and everything else. It used to turn us to shreds. This was a very, very beatable Forest team on paper. Yeah. I'm not buying the stuff about FFP and low wages. That team we put out Saturday, bar um, young Smith was a very experienced team that should not be getting beat 5-2 at home. It's as simple as that. And they should be ashamed of their performance, quite frankly.
4: Joe? Where did we start? You know, you've made a good start there. Um, I think when we came out of the ground on on Saturday after that, it was abysmal. And there was yourself, Paul, Cindy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it was Colin that was with us as well. Uh, he and, was chipping on behind me. Something. Yeah, and um, Sharon Smith and yourself. Yeah, Thanks for and, mentioning the programme, Sharon. And there was... We were just didn't know what to say. Really, there was no anger. I couldn't there, even abuse a forest no, fan. Yeah, no, no, there was no anger. But the the thing that stood out, apart from the terrible performance, was the fact that Luke Freeman walked past, put his hood up. You you spotted him, Paul, mm. and we all turned around and looked at him for point one of a second, and then looked away, and no one said anything, and he carried on up to White City. Mm-hmm. It was. It's just a sad. It's a sad reflection of what's happened over the season. Rangers just that nothing worked Saturday. We had chances, right. didn't we? We we did have chances. You know, Matt Smith could have scored three. I thought um, little Smith. Well, we
1: scored two goals at home and still lost. And yeah, well, but we got pumped, you know, good and proper, Matt,
4: didn't we? I have never ever seen at Loftus Road a goal greeted the way. Massimo's goal Was Hardly anyone There was hardly anything The pig bag went up And There was a few little kids around And everyone just sort of Sat there Mesmerised <laughs> It's, get, a, the it's a weird well, it,
1: Maybe more of the Practicalities of it Because we were Two or three, We were three down At that point And you couldn't properly see You could
4: Definitely yeah, from, from, where, from where I am In the upper loft Are you in the uh, upper I'm in loft, the upper loft I couldn't yeah. see Are you in the gold Silver
3: proper... or bronze section For the category A B or C game uh, View Oh, so you should see the pitch and the hall of Shepherds Bush, yeah. I but
4: can't see the I can't see the big scoreboard.
1: I can't I can't see the I can't see, see the bench. The bench. Oh, I can't see the bench. Sorry, carry on. But in. yes, I, it was it was b- a bit of Lethargic. bemusement. Bemusement you know what, but we were three nil down three nil down. Do you know what some on? QPR up on
3: Saturday and a summed a bar whole season? Is you're getting tanked four two. The referee comes out, whatever he was doing. The fourth official puts up the six minutes. Mm. And yeah, and you... they scored straight no, no, away. You've just ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was, I was just about, yeah, cheers, Joe. I was just about to say, and in the the midst of a kind of tiny wee bit of optimism that was going from your your head to your gob to say something, then put the ball and in the back of net. And if that that just summed up Rangers, it's kind
4: of ah. Do you know what I thought when that when that six minutes went up and you only had a second? Before, I thought he was drunk. know where you got that from? Mm. Before I. Before Forrest... You had a second before Forrest actually scored. He went six minutes. Everyone went, yeah. And what flashed through my mind was the 4-4 at Port Vale.
3: All right, okay. Except they didn't That's what
4: fla- That's what flashed through my mind. I thought, here we go. The number 13 scored. Then Muzz, sc- uh, I think it was Impey, scored the second one. Then um, Paul Murray scored the third. And Spencer scored the last one mm. to make it 4-4. And I thought, do you know what we can do? Oh, shit.
1: Just a brief, thought, I, 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 brief moment of optimism. Yeah. That was it. I thought, I thought Newcastle 4 4, and a game I wasn't at because it was waiting. 5 was before 5. My, 5 5, I beg your pardon, because it was before my time. But yeah, I thought, oh, clearly missed can, two goals. Maybe we can. Uh, we had there.
3: no so chance, just, I, do, it, I don't think at any point in Saturday Even when at 4-2 we they, felt we had a chance to come back We were game. destroyed in the
4: middle of the, <laughs> the, the, middle of the park Sorry, which, They just kept scoring yeah. They just destroyed us in the middle of the park There was nothing there uh, And I don't understand why we stood off so much Why did everyone stand off And nothing was worked.
1: absolutely nothing worked Nothing worked well, at according all
3: According to the manager, he none of the players did what they were told
1: uh, Phil you weren't at the game but you mm-hmm. go to almost every other yeah. QPR game what uh, <clears throat> what have you heard about Saturday and what's your your verdict on on where where we are in the last kind of week or two for QPR
2: um I think it's just kind of the last week's just very much just summed up the entire season to be honest you get a couple of decent results people start to think oh, it's not too bad um we might be starting to move forward a little bit and then there's a, a real sucker punch like there was on Saturday. Um, obviously, I, I wasn't at the game. Um, I can completely imagine what Ian Holloway was like. He typically comes out about 50 minutes later than the uh, <laughs> than the other team's manager and uh, I can imagine that was very much the same this time. And um, yeah, it was just... What did um, your colleagues who were at the game have to say? They just said that Ian Holloway was just furious after the match, to be honest. Um, that was the main thing. They just, they just said that uh, in terms of the performance it was it was absolutely woeful um QPR were like a couple of meters off the pace every single time every 50-50 ball they, mm-hmm. they just weren't anywhere near it and uh Joe just mentioned there about how um how how QPR were getting beaten to the ball they weren't closing down or anything and that's just kind of so far removed from what Ian Holloway seems to want everyone to do he wants the midfield to be to be pressing giving the opposition no time on the ball and particularly at Loftus Road but if if they weren't doing that on Saturday I can, I can completely see why it went the way that it did
3: mm. Can I ask you a question about Saturday?
2: I know You know what's coming don't
3: you? you go for it now <laughs> but... Yes You tweeted and I couldn't get my head rounded because mm. you didn't see the game yet you sort of said it wasn't there but all this stuff about Holloway mm-hmm. is kind of ridiculous, and wanting <coughs> I
1: didn't see it, so explain to
3: so me what Phil tell, tweeted. Yeah, if you say what you tweeted. I think I
4: saw that this morning because I I completely abstained from social media over the weekend. I just thought I'm cool. just I'm just going to do a Paul Finney and go completely toxic. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> <all> that. <laughs>
2: That's all right. Now, so basically, the uh, the tweet after the game was just along the lines of there was a lot of people. As I'm sure you can imagine, you know what social media is like after a a poor QPR mm. result, with people calling for uh, for Rolly's head and a, mm. a lot of debate going on with that point of view. So I uh, I, I tweeted on there saying, um, obviously, wasn't that the match, but um, in my in my humble opinion, uh, I think that calls to to get rid of Ian Holloway are effectively just a little bit premature. Really, I think it was just about keeping. The, the one result in, in perspective, it was yes, it was a, a disappointing result, and there's not really any excusing. It wasn't a subtle as um, that,
3: but fair enough.
2: <laughs> You're not yeah. one known to subtlety on social media
1: yourself, Paul. So Pick off. We'll, 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 we'll keep going. <laughs> but the
3: thing is, what I want what, to what get to the bottom of is if you look at the stats and the goals that we've considered at home this season and are away from. Why do you think it's unfair for people to be asking questions about the manager
2: because with QPR nine points clear of the relegation zone if if people had offered you that in the summer would do you think you'd have taken it after last season yeah so that, 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 that's, get... that's what it's about I think it's more about um yes it was a poor result but oh, shit but <laughs> But realistically, do, do people think that QPR should be doing better than what they are now? No, do, do people no but that's that? not mutually exclusive with
1: seeing, mm-hmm. thinking that Ian Holloway should mm-hmm. not be the manager next season, which is a view that I have. If we're going to do this Holloway discussion, mm-hmm. we may as well do it now. So so I wasn't here last week. You had a long discussion about it. We're obviously going to talk about it. My view is, is, is kind of sort of I'm one of those fans that probably thinks it's time to move on. But mm. I'm not in this, football is either so black and white, it's either, mm-hmm. oh, the manager's a bloody idiot, and get rid of him, or mm. he's the best thing since sliced bread. My view is Holloway has done a very good job in very challenging circumstances, and not many managers would have done the job that he has done, nine mm-hmm. points clear of the relegation zone, all, all the rest of it. And we should thank him at the end of the season. We should announce he's going before the last game of the season. He should be inducted into the Forever Hours Club or whatever it is, last game of the season. <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> and let's, let's, let's celebrate him going. But it probably is time for the next man. And he's done a good job because who would want the job that he has had? No money, nothing to work with. You've got to keep him in the division. I... It's not much fun. I... But I do think <laughs> it's probably time for the next guy. I am sick to death.
3: Of hearing people saying, "Who wants the QPR job?" The QPR job is still attractive. It's but that's still... because
1: you want the QPR no. job, Paul. But no, not everybody I don't, feels I, like I that. Don't,
3: I did. I did coach. Um, my daughter tried and to play football and she never played again. So that, Now, listen, QPR is a big pull for anyone. The the whole thing about wages and we're not paying money, nonsense. QPR is still paying really good money. They're still paying good wages. We're not paying the stupid wages we used to pay, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're paying um, very cheap wages or people are nixing are, are off and like they're, they're sad and... When Gino joined, and we were taking players on loan from here, though and everywhere, and picking people up in the M1 to play games, that's we're a million miles away from that. We're still paying good money: Smithies, Bidwill, Pavel, uh, Lynch, Nedham, Freeman, Scorn, um, Big Smith. These are experienced players. These are not kids. Robinson. These these are experienced players. With one kid playing Saturday, night. everyone can send the youth, the youth, the youth. Yes but a lot of the kids that we, we are coming in um, have come from Tottenham, i have come from Linfield, God forgive me for swearing, um, and the kid from Blackpool. There's still youth players I bring in, but um, Izzy's coming from Millwall. Mm. You know, So there's a lot of stuff that Fernandes and someone said, and look to this, there was one youth team player and he was on the bench long. he didn't get playing. It, it's, that's an experienced team. Do you know what I mean? That team should be competing with not in the forest and most teams in this league. To keep talking the club down and saying, oh, be satisfied with just an old win away from home. The stadium's getting emptier and emptier and emptier and emptier. That's people, the
1: scary thing. People are but, not coming. But, my that's, room. but uh, that's why I agree with you. I agree with you. I haven't talked to you about this in the last week or so. No, no, that's fine. But I, my view is it's time to move on. But I just don't subscribe to the view that the managers are bloody okay, idiots. Is got it to go. just
3: Holloway, or is it above Holloway as well? Is it Les? Is it the coaching staff? Is it Fernandez? But is
4: what you're saying is is what everyone else is saying about Les Ferdinand at the top. You know, people are saying well, bring in Ainsworth, bring in Kenny Jacket, But who wants to work with Les Ferdinand? I think that's why Harry went because Les Ferdinand was upstairs. Or, whatever way you want to look Ooh, at it.
3: Spectre of football,
1: whatever that is. I
4: the, don't even know the, what that is, really. No, well, you know, aren't jump- we
1: playing more young players than we have done the last few years? We're doing that, you know, you think about, you, you know, in, in the last sort of period, not the last period of good times, but, you know, in the 90s, we picked up David Bartley's, Andy Sinton's, uh, did we pick up Andy MP from lower league clubs, hmm. brought them through. Aren't we doing that with Easy, with Smith? Uh, with a couple of young youth players coming through We're
3: playing younger players But at the same time You can't Take Cher for instance right? We picked him up We've brought him in We've given him a few games He disappears
4: And he's just signed a new contract Yeah,
3: it's a bit weird I don't know what that is <clears throat> I look at Silla. What the hell's happened to Silla?
4: You know, is he injured? <clears throat> is he not playing? Has he gone on strike? You know And it's... the strange thing is They let Yenny go And he starts setting up goals and scoring yeah, that's... Yeah, but
3: that, that's so QPR. That the thing, the think, the thing last, is, everyone keeps talking about FFP. Everyone keeps talking about the Premiership. The players are in this team now. Most of them came in under Les. That's a fact. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's been under Les's control. So all this lessons learned and everything else... Well, hang on a wee second. Most of the wages in the players now, we've still got a way too big squad. We're still trying to farm people out. No one's taken our players. Yeni was went. But you take away the, you know, that we had to pay Ariel off and things like that. We're still making massive mistakes in the transfer market. And I just think that the whole thing is still on balance. To have Pavel and Bidwell, like I said, trying to play as wing-backs, I mean, you might as well try and find a fart in the wind. It's not going to happen.
1: not sure I understand that analogy, but I like the sound of it anyway. Um, Okay, let's. Uh, I'm sure we will come back to this after the interview, but we've got uh, what we hope. Uh, we got a big friend at the podcast um, on the phone tonight. We've spoken to him once or twice in the past. He doesn't play for us anymore, but uh, he, even this week, weighed in on social media. He had a discussion with you on social media, didn't he, Paul? He,
3: he, he did, he did, and that's fine. Uh, so I we'll didn't. ask him I, he, he about that he called me mate I, I, I was quite he called you that.
1: mate which doesn't happen to you very often um, no, no. so stick me for a condom. he stood us up a few weeks ago he didn't stand us up he was ill hopefully he's not ill tonight and now we are speaking to Clint Hill Clint first off you weren't very well a couple of weeks ago are you feeling better now
0: you know what a little bit yeah but I've got this phantom cough and I don't know where it's come from so if I if I, if I cough uh, a second or two during this interview I do apologise
1: oh no worries you so, played 90 minutes on Saturday from, didn't you?
0: Say, I played 90 yeah well I played three games last week with a cough believe that 39 years old I played three games in a week
1: and with the remnants of the flu and a cough oh, well, well, well done to you <laughs> well uh, we wanted to talk to you for a number of reasons but you, you interacted with the man here on, on, next to me with Paul on Twitter uh, which yeah. got a bit of interest amongst QPR fans so I think you were replied to a tweet that Paul had sent saying that QPR should be performing better than they are with the players that they've got. Um, what, what did you mean by that?
0: Uh, well, first off, I think it was um, I, I seen a tweet with um, some some stats, um, and obviously being on Twitter, you, you don't quite believe a lot of things that, that go on there, so. Um, I think I, s- I said to you are these stats correct? Mm. Just to get just to get a bit of feedback, really, because um, when you look at them, I mean, they, they don't look great, do they? So uh, I needed a bit of clarity, really, and, and obviously you came back and said, yeah, they are correct, and um, but that, that astounded me, to be honest with you, because um, w- when you actually look through them, it, it's not pleasant reading, um, and, and I think it kind of shocked when you did say, yeah, uh, that, that's the way it's going at the moment. Um, because I believe uh, that the, the squad there is 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 better than what it's doing. To be honest with you. So why do no, that, you that, think? That's a simple
1: thing. Why do you think they are underperforming?
0: Oh, I, I don't know. What I it could be a number of things. It could be confidence. It could be, um, yeah. I think confidence is a big thing. Obviously, can he, I mean I've I've been in this situation before as a player where. Um, just things ain't happening for you you just you, you may be trying a bit too hard or things ain't coming off for you, you might be a bit of luck you might be missing chances um, but I just think over the course of is it 60 odd games in that stat mm. Mm. Um, you, uh, you should be you should be seeing some sort of improvement uh, I think I think as, as a team it, over the course of 68 to 70 games there should be a slow increase of, of performances and Style of play, um, and because your philosophy is over now, you know what I mean? It should be into the team. You've had 68, 70 games, um, to, to get that philosophy over to your players, and it should be clicking. Um, and for whatever reason, it, it just doesn't seem to be at the minute, uh, and that, that's a big concern Big concern for me as well, to be honest with you.
4: Clint, uh, hello, uh, my name's Joe Hilton. I've not spoken to you before. I'm uh, Very so nice set... you. thanks, Clint. Um, I I've, I've been to most Rangers games this season. I I haven't missed a home game and I've I've only missed about 3 away from home. Uh, the last game that I went to away from home was away to Wolves. Um in the first half QPR got absolutely destroyed. I mean it's one of the uh, you know I've been supporting the R since 69 and it's yeah. it's one of the worst performances that I've seen. I've seen I've seen plenty but Th- that was particularly bad.
0: <laughs> i played in a few of them, I think.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be your fault, Clint. Uh, I
0: don't know about
2: that, but
4: anyway, right? um, at time, you know, obviously, as supporters, we're all talking to each other and, you know, and and the natural assumption that we came to was, if we can get out of Molyneux with the 5-0 defeat, that'll be a good result for us. Well, the yeah, second half started and within two minutes, we had, two clear cut chances fell to Conor Washington uh, that Conor failed to put away but we just got better and better and better and we scored we scored a goal made it 2-1 and it was like the QPR players and the Wolves players had swapped shirts it was unbelievable and I walked away at the end and thought we've lost that game and we've really we won the second half and basically pissed all over them that, that that you know and so i'm just wondering whether it's what the manager said at half time because it, it's getting pretty toxic about ian holloway around loftus road at the moment and uh i just wonder can you put your finger on something like that how we play so was, bad in the first was, uh, half and the second yeah. half you know it must it has to have had something to do with the team talk
0: what, what was what was the score at, at that 2-1 time 2-1 well,
4: half-time half was 2-0. 2-0. Yeah.
0: So and as as a as a player, you're going to Wolves who well, have been unbelievable this season, haven't they? Um, you're probably not in the best form yourself. You're probably a little bit apprehensive of going there. You find yourself 2-0 down at half-time. You walk into the changing room and you probably think, right, we've got nothing to lose now. Mm. You know, we're 2-0 down. We can only get better. Um so let's let's go out there, we've got no pressure. So maybe that's gone through in, through players' heads. Um and they've gone out there with without that kind of fear factor, knowing that they can only improve and they can only get better. And from what you said there, that the second half seems to be a hell of a lot better than the first half.
4: Um, um
0: so, so maybe <coughs> maybe going in at two 0 no down you, as a as a player you think, well, you've got nothing to lose here, pressure's off, let, let's just go and play. Mm-hmm. And and that happens sometimes, believe it or not. Um, Clint, what, how, how... was there a change of formation was there a change of formation at half time was
4: there well uh, um, just before half time um, he took off um, uh, James Perch who was having a nightmare <coughs> he was getting he was getting uh, absolutely roasted and he brought young um, easy on and then at half time he took off Jordan Cousins again who was really having a bad game and brought Matt Smith on and The the transformation was
1: unbelievable. um, I think he gave them
3: GPS of where the ball
1: was. Hmm. Clint, if you don't mind me saying, you've been around the block a few times, and this QPR team, are I think it's inarguable, are inconsistent. We win two games in a row, then lose two games in a row. How does a team get consistent? How do you capitalise on those wins and make sure that you repeat them rather than being so up and down like this QPR team are?
0: I think it's playing, it's playing the same kind of team every week mm. to be honest with you if chopping and changing doesn't really help I don't know if that's happening or not Yeah. Um, if you've got a pretty much consistent team or a spine of your team that you can rely on week in week out changing the odd thing here and there because you might see things in a game that you want to change or you can attack someone differently um, but I just think keeping a, a, a set, reliable team uh, with minimum changes uh, as much as you can gets consistency. Um, and obviously, confidence breeds consistency, consistency as well. You know, mm. um, but it, it's setting standards for me. You know, I think uh, this may i don't know. I, 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 you know, what I mean, I've got high feelings for the club, and to see where it is at the moment and everything, it, it hurts me as well. But I just think as soon as you start lowering expectations as, as a club and as a team, <clears throat> standards drop and they can't. Your standards have got to be high. They've got to be very, very high, especially if, if you're not a, a team that will be challenged or anything. You, your standards have got to be high. And my, my concern is when expectations drop from, from above or wherever, then our standards drop in as well. Because if they drop, then you know you're in trouble. Now, I, I don't know what's going in on behind the scenes. I don't watch enough of the game, so I'm only commenting, commenting from the outside. But just just being in the game long enough and knowing if your expectations drop and lower slightly, then your standards drop as well. And then that, that's okay. that's a re- recipe for chaos. For well, with
3: well, well, I was thinking, and bless the wee one there with you as well, Clint. Um, we'll, we'll interview him in a few more years with a QPR player. Um the what I don't understand about the team is everyone keeps saying it's inexperienced it's youth and everything else but I went through it player by player championship level it's not really a bad side is it it's quite experienced I mean I yeah. think like you we talk ourselves down too much and we we've we, we, we lowered expectations so low that if we get a corner we're, we're doing like cartwheels um, I don't think it's a bad side on paper and they've certainly spent the money over the, even after FFP um, what do you think do you think we should be competing top 10
0: I think I think definitely top half. I mean, like you say, you got you got a tremendous goalkeeper. I mean, he's probably one of the, one of the best in the league, hasn't he? Yep. You know, you you've got you got on paper, you have got a solid back four that's played championship football for most of their careers. You know, some have been playing Premier League, so they're not they're not bad players at championship level. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? The the thing for me is when you look at the the stats, is like there's nine clean sheets and if if you're not a free scoring team with the team, best
1: goalie in the division
0: exactly yeah with the best goalkeeper in the division then and you're not a free scoring team then you're going to find wins hard to come by you really are and that's just that's just the nature of the championship so there's got to be some sort of balance where you've got to think right okay we might not be scoring a lot of goals here so what do we do we're, mm. we're going to try and stop them and maybe nick something on the set piece or something um and to be fair, I've been thinking about it. Maybe, I know Jimmy gets quite a lot of stick, doesn't he? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was quite negative in the way he set up and everything. But I've been thinking about it. And maybe he kind of noticed that, that we weren't great going forward or we couldn't score four, five, six goals a game. So we thought I'd have to keep it tight and maybe nick something. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just very frustrating at the minute, isn't it? It really is. And to me, I said it I said it on Twitter, but maybe I shouldn't have done. But I do think the team should be doing better. Well, you, I don't think I'm the only person.
1: I, I, you're definitely not the only but person. Ten thousand with Ruben no? You talk about a leaky defence. There, there was there was talk about a certain Clint Hill coming back before <laughs> before he signed for Carlisle earlier in the season. What what happened there, Clint? And why didn't it quite come together?
0: Um, to be honest with you, <laughs> I, I went down. You mean? Uh, to, I know, I know. Um, Tony. The Chairman rung me, I think it was after the Grenfell game, and he said, "Listen,, come in, do some training, see how you get on. Um, so I rung Ian I rung Ian up and said, Listen, um, is there any chance I can come in, train absolutely no obligation from your side to see who I am and he said, Yeah, yeah, no problem. come in, uh, so it all kind of went well, you know I've done everything, I proved my fitness and everything, um, but I, I got the impression that I was only there for. Uh, to, to to be in the dressing room, to be honest with you, <clears throat> right? Which, which is not, which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing, um, but but at my present time and an age and, and from, of my career and that, I wanted to play, I wanted to play football because well, there's not many games left. So, um, and the way it was kind of presented to me was that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that chance. So. Um, but the they wanted you, you there for everything. your
1: experience and, and for your yeah, presence. Yeah. And,
0: did they make yeah, you an yeah, offer? Which,
1: did they offer you a contract? Um,
0: it, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't. Um, I haven't got my house down in London now. Um, so when you when you kind of add all that up, and in terms of not playing and and just being there as as, as a kind of um, dare I say it role model or or something like that, then it kind of just didn't. It just didn't weigh up right. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, we, we just decided to shake hands and you know I mean thank each other and, and wish each other all the best for for the season ahead. Um, yeah, and I just went up the road and signed for Keith because he believed in me uh, as a player and, and wanted me to play. And you know what I mean th- thankfully, I've played 30 games now, which has been brilliant for me.
1: It's a long road, that from Loftus Road to Carlisle. <laughs> he means some way, yeah.
2: Yeah Clint it's uh, Phil from uh, <laughs> Phil from get West London here um obviously uh, you're enjoying your time up at Carlisle at the moment um what what are your plans um come the end of the season and and beyond has there been any talks about extending your stay up there or about what might be next for you
0: Um no nothing at the moment I think you know, once once you get, once you kind of get over that 30 kind of 3 34 milestone um you kind of just take it yearly um so I'm hoping I'll sit down with with the with, with the club at the end of the season. They've made they've made it known that everyone had a contract. At the end of the season, they'll sit down with them. Um, there'll be nothing done before that. Um, so yeah, I'll just wait now until until the end of the season. Hopefully, we'll have a good finish and try and get into this last playoff place. Um, see how the body feels and then make a decision. I think.
3: Well. And it was a shame you never came back to Rangers. We, I know you've got a place in your heart for us, and we've got a place for you, of course. Yeah, um, have. um, one day maybe we, we'll see you in that dugout in some capacity. And and, and good luck, well, you're doing everything proper and you're trying your best. And we appreciate your honesty as well. I'll come on the podcast and tell how it is. But I'm so not concerned, but I'm thinking the chairman phoned you up, not the <laughs> manager. Have I got that right, or have I did I hear you wrong? I was thinking
0: that. I think, I think there was. There was I think he's obviously wronging in before that. I think there must have been okay. a chat of some sort right. because, yeah, you, you, you can't oh, go. I see, because you know <laughs> you Tony, because you know yeah, you Tony, so Tony would call you. Okay, yeah, that's fair you know, enough, so, just to clear so, that so, I mean, Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've kept in touch over the years, you know me I mean, the chairman, you know, which is which is great. Um, but then, you know, we, we made it clear that it has to be Ian's choice. It has to be. Fair because you, you can't have someone above you bringing players in because... Then that's just a recipe for all sorts of chaos. Um, so that that was that was far from it. You know, we made sure that had the final call and the final shout on everything, um, and, and that's the way it went. So yeah, there, there's no issues there.
3: Just just to clear up one other thing: up, do you, Does Ian have complete control over the players, or is it him and Les working together? Because it's, it's in the QPR community, people are quite they don't really know who's who's pulling the strings when it comes to transfers. But as far as you know, it's it's, it's pretty much all down to Ian then.
0: I'd I'd imagine so. I mean, listen, Les Les will certainly have a say in it because he's director of football. Mm. Um, So uh, I don't know how that partnership works at QPR, but I think going off previous places I've been at, uh, they'll have plenty of talks together um, and try and come to some sort of agreement where they both agree on a player. Um, I, I think that's the way it goes. I mean, everyone, I think, kind of looks at it from... Outside in, and kind of comes up with all different kinds of stories, don't they because it's never quite clear um, but I think it it is a dual decision uh between the both of them, as far as I know.
3: fair enough, well, one day we'll see you back and then beautiful hoops again Clint. and uh, hopefully, with- hopefully one day. And um, you know, I, I I hope you did enjoy that champagne that you got pissed on from the, the playoff final trophy. Oh,
0: tasted the best ever, mate. It was the best. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, Clint. Thank you so much
1: for Thanks, coming Clint. on. Cheers, Glenn. We, we, we no, won't put guys. you on the spot and ask you, but you are our you are the overwhelming choice from everyone we talk to about being our guest of honour at our live podcast, which is at the end of the season. So oh, wow. hopefully we will catch up with you sort of away from this and see if we can pull it together yeah. Uh, yeah, sooner rather than later. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll even buy you a drink and you can buy me three back. Wow. Wow! <laughs> I'm definitely coming down. Damn! <laughs> I wasn't very good at maths skill, but in my favour. <laughs> nice one, <Clint. laughs> Thank you. Good, good luck for the rest Cheers, of the guys. season. Thanks, Thanks Clint. Clint. Cheers. Cheers, big man. Bye. Cheers, Benny. Bye. Sorry for jumping in there just to clear that up, but I just thought I to about speak. Tony. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. thought
1: exactly the same thing. Okay, but what enough. it tr- what it looked like was he knows Tony, so Tony had a word with Ian, and, and
3: that's fair enough because you can just imagine how that would sound. Otherwise, yeah, so it's it's a bit strange. He's not impressed,
1: is he? No, he's not impressed. Um, is it
3: wrong to take something from that, Joe? Do you reckon that? Perhaps what he was saying was he would love to come back, but he kind of guess it was just to please us more than to have an actual role on the team.
4: I just don't get how Clint Hill can end up at Carlisle and not at QPR. I, mm. I, I get his age, you know, but the surely the contracts that QPR would offer Clint... He, who Was it that got injured? It was, was it Nedham got injured straight? They all got, away. Injured. they all got injured. Well, it, it was Nedham or Lynchy that got injured straight, and we, we were short of a centre within half. weeks of each other, I think. Yeah, and and then and Robertson was struggling. And and Clint has been playing for he, he was playing for the stiffs or the under 21s, whatever they they're called now, under 23s, I think, under 23s. And then he was gone. Clint mm. was gone, and then we had two big injuries. Well, if Clint was obviously. Surely if Clint was in the dressing room Around the training ground You've got to say Odds on he are number six mate Get it on your back
1: You're out there Although to be fair It sounds like They they offered him something But they couldn't say He was going to play every week And Mm. would he have played 30 games Like he has at Carlisle I'm not sure he would have done I I
3: think that he put Where you're guaranteed to play 30 games on the run Is if you're the keeper Mm.
1: To be honest I mean we, we might have played him As a keeper so one, one thing I wanted to mm. talk about I did want to talk about the defensive situation just before we go on to the R's end Robinson our best defender we, we, we agree with that out of contract at the end of the season I scandalous. mean scandalous it is well maybe although it's as plain as day to me that he obviously doesn't want to sign I can't imagine the club are not are that stupid that they wouldn't have tried to sign him up right
3: Charlie Austin rings a bell
1: well, hopefully they... If you say they're not total morons and they have tried to sign him, it looks like he's off because he's going to try his luck and try and see what contracts he gets offered and that he maybe thinks he's, he can play in the Premier League, right? I mean, mm. he's, not, he's not staying, is he? No. Well, he's
4: hinted that people have been... He's been talking to clubs, which I think he's entitled to with six months of his contract left. He's, he's already hinted that on the official website. So... As, as you say, David, it, 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 I, I can't see Jack being a QPR player next season.
1: I, I can't see him being that, and I can't see Smithies uh, being there
4: either. Yeah, I? I think if they get well, Lee. I went to I went to a supporters forum six months ago, and, and Lee, who said any decent offers for mm. any player, we're we're, we're going to consider it.
2: Mm. Think, Phil, think, are you think, hearing think, anything? What about uh, Jack Robinson? Uh, either of them? Yeah, I, with Jack Robinson, like like Joe said, he he said that. Um, he has had contact from QPR, but he's also had contact from from other clubs. And um, I mean, yeah, my, my personal view is that if he hasn't signed a contract by now, and he has had some kind of offer from the mm. club, well, then it's it's not necessarily a good sign because uh, I don't know if it's going to turn into some kind of bidding war. QPR might not be in a position to uh, to come out on top in that in that kind of situation. So mm. um, and Smithies, have you heard anything on Smithies? I don't think I don't think there's been any kind of formal interest in Smithies, but I think he is he is one of three or four players who could attract offers in the summer I think you're looking at in terms of players who could potentially move on for a little bit of money you're talking about him you're talking about Luongo you're talking about Luke Freeman um, they're probably the, the three the three main ones who could attract offers mm. in the summer and uh, as we mentioned before Smithies he's one of the best goalkeepers in the championship and uh, whether, whether he fancies a chance to uh, push him for promotion if that's with another club or then then who knows But um, I yeah. think the thing with Smithies will always be against him Wrongly
3: is his hate, in my opinion. Mm. I think that's why no-one's took a I really
2: thing. saw that on Saturday,
1: because their keeper was a giant, wasn't well, he? Well, he
4: was looking down on Matt Smith. That's <laughs> yeah. how big Pantilimon yeah. is. He's looking down on mm. Matt Smith. Who looks down on
1: Matt Smith? Only Peter Crouch. And Jesus. <laughs> well, Pantilimon. He, he, was, he was scooping everything yeah. in the air. It's time wisdom uh, And I did think that. Okay, we're on to the R's end, because I think we've done about 45 can minutes I, Can already. I just say
3: one thing that's annoying me, to get it off my system? About football sure. ranges just quickly. Why are we playing Joel Lynch as a makeshift striker at times? It reminds me of George Santos, not scares a bejesus out of me. Um I'm not getting it. He, he he's 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 coming forward a lot more and and, and playing as an emergency striker sometimes. And, can someone explain why is that a new thing I'm missing? Like these false number tens, we've got a false number five now. No?
1: where the collective shrug of the shoulders I it, think is
3: the, the, response the other week he actually did a, a Jody Burden took
1: four, three players down the wing and then just like what the
3: hell do we do now? you're supposed to cross oh jeez
1: well, one thing i have noticed is i think Anoa's touch on the ball has got a lot better i've no i have he's, noticed on, that he's really wings. been working on that he's mm. resembling you know, someone who can actually sort of hang on to the ball, spray it around properly. It's he's, he's, he's a touch. I'm really also improved. just worried that all these goals will will, will take the gloss off how cougar keeper of Smithies
3: is, because I don't think it's it enough credit. But Jesus, if we didn't have him on Saturday, it would have been a horrendous result. I mean, it was a
1: horrendous was, result. Was, but even said, It would have been horrendous mo- as well. Yeah. So, Ars End, whilst you three think of your Ars Ends, I've got some podcast podcast business for RR's end, which is the last bit of the show, anything and everything that you haven't mentioned yet. Um, Tony Fernandez tweeted this morning, I'll appear on the QPR podcast with Ian Taylor. Don't know about that. Uh, as much as I like. Ian, so try to be as transparent as possible and give as many answers as we can. So Tony Fernandez tweeted this morning that he's going to come on our podcast and he's going to be as transparent as possible. We have absolutely no idea what the geezer's is talking about. However, he is most welcome. So we can't explain why he tweeted that. It's not like we've approached them or been in discussions with them. But he is very, very welcome to come on and answer fans' questions. And we'll be trying our best to make that happen. The and, other bit...
3: And if Ruben wants to come on as well, so much the better.
1: Indeed. Indeed. The other bit is just an appeal, actually, for um, any of our listeners who might be able to help us out. Those of you who've been listening for a while know that we have our live end-of-season podcast sh- kind of around the last week or two of the season. The last few years, we've been doing it at the, most, the, the best pub in North London, in, in the Good Ship in Kilburn. But the Good Ship in Kilburn has closed down. Uh, so, we are looking for a venue to do the live podcast at this year. If you know anyone that kind of runs a pub, central ish London is always tends to be the best place for everybody to gather. If you think that you know an Ars fan or know a pub or know a landlord, anywhere that we might be able to hold the live pod, please get in touch. That's me. Who? Who's next?
2: Uh, I'll go. Go um, on, Phil. Yeah, well, I, th- I think one of the. One of the main things which I've noticed has been missing in the the last couple of weeks has been Massimo Luongo. I think he's been particularly quiet over the last couple of weeks, and I think he's just um, he's the kind of player who, when he plays QPR, play well. He kind of makes everything tick, both from a defensive point of view and moving forward. So I suppose it's just kind of a uh, a reiteration that he 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 just needs to find his form again. He's been, I mean, he's been criticised in the in the last couple of seasons about inconsistency being one of his main. Um, one of his main down points. But I think this season he's been particularly consistent, but he just seems to have lost that in the last couple of weeks. And maybe that's something that he needs to to work on, mm. do you think? Yeah. What are your thoughts on it?
1: On longer yeah. I, 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 think, well, I think the whole team generally has displayed some inconsistency. But yeah, there's been a few murmurings on him. I just, I'd wonder with him, after you've just said that, what you said a few minutes ago about the three or four players who might be off, I'm starting to worry that he might have one foot out the door. I think he's the most consistent inconsistent player I've seen.
3: Get
4: you, mm-hmm. Joe. Um, my R's end. I've just had a little thing. I, um, well, it was it was a pleasure to hear Gino, see Gino, oh, and course. hear Gino uh. on the park on Saturday. He's uh, he's just he 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 brought something to QPR. He's like what Nastasi was to tennis, and Ali was to boxing. He put a smile on your face. He might not have been the most gifted player, but mm. he certainly Fair put point. a smile. He put a smile on your face, and it was just it was lovely to see him. and And when he said, "Good afternoon, everyone," in that Argentinian accent, and the whole place, he gave us a lift, mm-hmm. and it, it was a pleasure to see him. Um, How many footballers can walk around with a spear
3: seal in, in a semi-final the playoff? Yeah, and he was a genius. I don't um, really have any.
1: Ca- who who are our characters now? That's it. Who who are, <laughs> who are they? And who was the last character? Adele that we had. Yeah. Well,
3: the last character we had was was um, if you think about it was Red. Arab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, char- he, char- bottom,
1: well, he oh, character he
3: your part and cheese. He is a character. Quote unquote. quote.
1: He's he's certainly that. Well, I suppose we got Holloway,
2: yeah. We got
1: Holloway and Bircham, but Bertram. I'm not sure we got any on the pitch. But yeah, I agreed. It was it was really nice. Wasn't it was it? It. it? it was it was, was good, lovely. Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: But can I can I do a bit of nostalgia? Yeah, Going back a few years. Yeah, back to um, I left school. Well, I didn't leave school in '72. I was kicked out of school. But there you go. Um, my first job was in Wembley by Wembley Stadium, 1972, and I was living with me mum and dad. God rest them. And uh I was sixteen years old, and I came back from Wembley to Kensal Green, got off the bus at Kensal Green and The season had started i 'm not sure what month it was uh, possibly october and you know the billboards outside the station from the the evening news or the evening standard there 's always a headline yeah. On there, I got off the bus and I'm sort of in a bit of a daydream going home, what's mum cooking for dinner and all that. And outside the station, there's the billboard and it says, QPR, sign Burnley Star, Dave Thomas for £165,000. And I stood there and looked at it, bearing in mind I'm 16 years old. I looked at this sign. I couldn't fathom what £165,000 was. It was a phenomenal amount of money. I'd never heard of Dave Thomas, but I got a rush and I went home and I had to wait until the next day because there's no social media in those mm. days, no mobile phones, nothing. And I had to wait until the next day and uh, the local newspaper came out and it had a little clipping about Dave Thomas. Still didn't know anything about him, but the point I'm making is Jim Gregory put his hand in his pocket to spend that sort of money that Liverpool, Manchester United, Leeds... All the top teams were paying that sort of money and little QPR bought this player who was phenomenal. Run down the left wing, no shin pads, no no one could do that today. No shin pads and took the piss out of everyone and set them up for Jerry, for Stan, for Don Givens. Brilliant. And that's my bit of nostalgia. Yeah.
1: Very good. Oh, when you think of it. Bring us back down. I'm trying to think that of was how... lovely now you, now, now you do your thing Paul
3: do you know we paid more for Kevin Brock that's the only thing that's gone through my mind yeah, the,
4: the comparison I was making Paul was back in, that, back in those days when we, we had a crappy little ground
3: oh no but he was a dreamer he knew what he was doing
4: he had vision and he had the ability to act on Jim the vision Jim Gregory would have sold his own mother for QPR he would have he would have done he's the, he's the only chairman i never spoke to uh, you know I mean being a young lad you know no. It was just a pleasure to. I used to run from Kensal Green to Loftus Road, two and a half miles, save me bus fare money just to get in. It was, you know, they talk about the match day experience now. Just getting in the gates at Loftus Road and getting down the front in the kids' pen—that was it for me.
3: I think. I think the trouble with Jim was his his tenure was ended by Frill and pot ranges and the whole deal with estate Estates. It got very bloody. People don't realise he was he was ill in them days. And you can't judge him by that. You judge him on the, the players, and the, we would never have had it had for him. And God rest his soul.
1: That was your R's end.
3: Thanks. No, my, my, oh. my R's end is very short and sweet and very. Much I doubt point. that. I doubt that. Go if, on. If, <laughs> seriously. Um, if you um, like boxing, there's a fight on this Saturday with Bradley Spencer, who's a QPR supporter, and you can get your tickets on iboxingtickets.com. Um, I know a lot of us will be coming back from Villa and we'll probably miss it Jack
4: Hughes is fighting as well isn't he
3: yeah he's re-injured as well yeah Um, where is it your call do you know, you keep nicking my second point. Sorry, mate. Sorry. You're all right. I just Sorry. wish QPR could be as you good just, as that. Just are. don't invite me on again. Uh, no, I'll always invite you on, John. You'll always. It's not my podcast. It's. it's uh, 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 whatever. Go on. And um, please go and support the lad. Um, he's Rangers, and um, I hope one day we'll see him in a big fight one in blue and white magical it's shorts. definitely
1: not his last point. Go on. What's your last. <laughs> go on.
3: <laughs> I have one slight. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. One, one slight point. And it, it, it's, it's a very small one, and it doesn't really matter so much. And I just wish that they could... Oh, it sounds really, really... After what happened this week and everything else, it doesn't really matter so much. But Get it out,
4: mate.
3: South Africa Road's doing my head in. Do you know, it's just... It's got to be the most neglected... It and the Ellsley have got to be the most neglected part of the grounds. They've got to do something about South Africa Road. I couldn't even get a cup of tea on Saturday.
4: But there's nothing they can do, in, oh. in fairness.
3: Well, they've got a lovely press room. They've got a lovely W12 club. They've got a lovely place for the scouts. use the press room. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lovely place for the skirts going for a nice cup of tea and a paint. We've got nothing. Do you know what I mean? People are standing in corridors. It takes you to, They need to have a look at Coming it. Come
4: in the up the loft. There's plenty of room. Plenty of room.
3: I, 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 I love my category ABC. I, um, I say to um, the person ticket. next to me,
4: can I have a look at your programme?
3: <laughs> you don't need to shout Joe but the other thing is it's one last very very last point I hope we do I was really sad on Twitter to see so many QPR fans I don't know if you've seen this because I don't get impressed now that they're saying that they're not renewing that worries a bejesus yeah, out of yeah. me and my rub is pretty empty and sad and I, I know most of them guys they're hardcore they're humming away Joe mm-hmm. and our generation seems to be the ones that still sticking with Rangers I keep saying this there's a bit of a gap in the, in the fan base it's kids and there's us oldies that worries me as well. Yeah.
4: You, 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 not seeing the, the ankle... But, well, the ankle biters are there, but they're only coming because mum and dad or uncle's bringing them. Oh, no, I can't...
1: You, see, you, you, you'll it, see it Tuesday well, week. We're, Derby... We're, the Derby game's on TV, right? Yeah. You'll see it. The, the you'll thing, see anyway, it then.
3: What I'd like to say is we've got to do something about the Blue this.
1: seats we'll see, David. But that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, That's what it, I mean.
3: This, the crowd's going down. It was very... I mean, playing pig bag when we scored, I get... like this is... It's, you lose, him. I get all that, I'm not going yeah, to worry about that. Yeah. But we've got to do something because next season, if we're not careful, we're going to be running out in front of 7,000 What? 7, what? People. You
1: say this every week. What? I know we were indulging <laughs> you with your fifth R's end point of the no, night. It's, it's not but indulgence. what What?
3: If I knew that, I'd be getting a wage of QPR. i drive a van. I just think we don't talk ourselves up and that we spend too much time talking ourselves down, being satisfied with Crumbs off the table Let's sometimes try And get some more of the cake Let's talk a club up A wee bit more Be proud of it Dig into it And realise that we're not As bad as people think we are This team is capable Of much better
4: We've got Villa Saturday Can I sort of just say What do What's the prediction Or what do you think Let's do that Let's do that to
1: finish off We do have to finish Because Neil is doing His pieces here Because we keep going over So let's quickly Go around the table He's wearing a lovely us Don't give us War and peace Paul Just the prediction (laughs)
3: I've never read one piece. Score for, for Saturday, it. Villa. I dread to friggin' think.
4: Are you up there, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am.
3: I'm on the train. Go. Yeah, score. I'm the score. score. Um, I think that we will... I predict a 4-0 Saturday. I got it completely wrong. I'm going for a 2 all draw, but I bring in this
4: toilet roll with me. Joe. I, I can't see us getting anything to be quite... Especially if Albert Doma plays and the scummer 26... I, I think it'll score. I, th- I think we'll lose two 0 And the sad thing is, as well, I'm saying that, but it's also my wife's birthday, and I'm taking her to Villa Park on on Saturday. What she a goes, treat. she goes with me everywhere. <laughs> anyway, she sits next to me at QPR. But um, it's Calf's birthday on Saturday, so um, happy birthday, Kath. Happy birthday. Kath. Don't hate him,
2: yeah. Phil. Yeah. Well, uh, you'd, you'd hope that there's going to be some kind of reaction, wouldn't you, from uh, from Saturday? But I think, yeah. I mean. You're looking at Aston Villa, they're in a good place at the moment and they are going to be challenging for promotion, so I don't think you can really look past them. So I'd probably say 2-0 Aston Villa. 2-0, 2-0. probably being a bit generous. I I, I
1: can never say that we'll lose, so when I'm not sure, I think I usually say one or three. I'm
3: just going to boo Terry. That's the ambition I have. I think
1: that's going to
4: blow up in our face anyway, all all that shit with him. It's just going to blow up in our face.
1: I might stay in London. <laughs> this has... Right, this has been the podcast. Next week, we're at home on the Tuesday, so we'll be recording on the Monday. Oh, yeah. uh, to come out on the Tuesday morning. So when you're on your way to the game next week, uh, the Derby game, Tuesday week, listen to us next time we record the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for joining us this evening. This has been Open All Ours.
0: Yeah.